0: Amigos is a proud member of the Throwback Network, your home for quality retro podcasts. And now, here are your hosts, Aaron Dowdy and John Bodokar schaller Hi everybody, welcome to Amigos. I'm John. And I'm Aaron. And today we're going to talk about Alien Breed. Alright, man. That Team 17 classic, but before we do, Aaron, we got some feedback. Okay. We got some Major League feedback this week. Major League, okay, yeah ravi from the retro hour podcast great podcast yeah uh he said love your podcast (coughs) essential watching you guys have really taken the place of amiga roundtable i love hearing the american amiga scene perspective you guys are great fun keep it going from ravi that's so that's right yeah thanks for writing in the retro hour i mean it's a shining star. So, Lots uh, of Amiga
1: stuff on the yeah. retro. You know, what What was what did we take the place of the Amiga Roundtable? Yeah. Have you ever heard of that? No.
0: I think he might have just
1: made it up. When was that
0: out? Yeah. So I'm, now I want to go back and listen to that. <laughs> uh, and uh, he said, PS, you should check out a crazy <laughs> Polish 3D rail shooter called Zidzla, Hero of the Galaxy. It okay? rolls off the tongue. Yeah. Um, and I did check it out. Oh yeah? It is cool. It's a lot like the old um die hard arcade or like I get more like virtual cop where it's like a rail shooter sort of thing, polygonal rail shooter, but it runs on a stock amiga.
1: How do you how do you shoot with a mouse? Yeah, you shoot with the mouse. And it really? Yeah. That might be interesting. I like to check that out myself. Yeah. It sounds like an Amiga's play to me. Right, right. So uh good
0: tip. Yeah, thanks, Ravi. Um, and I got a message from <laughs> oh my gosh, I can't. I can't believe that I left out his name, uh, Phil Time,
1: Aaron. Phil Time, what a great guy Phil is. <laughs> you know, while you're looking at that, I'll, I'll uh, say thank you to a plug. Uh, just listen to the latest uh, episode of uh, Retro Asylum. Love that show, and uh, they uh, had some very kind things to say about us on there. And we're hoping to have uh, at least one of the fellas on there, maybe a couple. On the on the show here, just to, just for fun, just to mess around. And uh, by the way, Sweeney, uh, we love you too. Uh, so don't feel left out. But yeah, thanks for thanks for uh, mentioning us, guys. We appreciate it. Great show. That's that show. is the one I go out of my way yeah. for. The second it's out, man, it's I'm, a must I'm listen. And Absolutely. their YouTube channel's top shelf. I need to check out their YouTube channel. The, the, uh, I, haven't, I haven't been on there. I love the. Of course, we, they mentioned this because I've said it so many times. But I love the uh, CD32 reviews. I'm looking at my chops for the new one coming out. There, he's working on the Canon fodder review. So, so keep up the good work, and thank you very much. So this
0: this email came from Carl Blomquist, and he's from Sweden. Okay, makes sense with the name. And he uh, he, he the subject <laughs> of the email was uh, copy, copy fests. Okay. okay, just like oh yeah, yeah, just like we were talking about with the flag. Right, okay. right. And he said, yeah, we went to copy parties in Sweden where we copied floppies. That was in the late 80s. In the early 90s, most of us bought US robotics modems and used Z-Term uh, yep. and used the command ATDT. Are you familiar with that command? Yeah. And the phone number to elite BBS in Europe and the US. I believe ATDT was attention. That was attention for the modem mm-hmm. Dial tone. You got it. Even put it right yep. there in parentheses. You're a master of terminology. I'm an old guy. Uh, he said sometimes we had the chance to buy stolen calling cards yeah (laughs) and if we were lucky we could get hold of virgin calling cards vcc where you uh where you were the only user of it not sold to anybody else and he said some of his friends also did phone freaking to get their own vcc's
1: i uh i'm not going to say that i was a phone freaker but i did dip my toe in the pool Uh, And used uh, not calling cards. I, you know, I didn't have the jack, I didn't have the guts to try to mess with that stuff because it's you're getting into a real iffy area there. That's not gray area. That's flat out stealing, (laughs) flat out stealing. But I would use dial outs and any little trick I could to, uh, you know, long distance was was expensive. We forget about paying all that money. Yeah. I was talking to my buddy. He he lived in Spain for a while. He was in the military and he was talking about he only called his folks. Uh, once every you know uh, five or six months because it was a $25 you Connection know fee. yeah it was expensive mm-hmm. to call you know now you think you just call anybody but you know? got right. right. Skype and everything else mm-hmm. but BBS uh, BBS costs were that was brutal and but the thing is man if you wanted something I always wondered if it was worth it because you'd call if you're calling like say Chicago let's say from here that was super expensive, but and so by the time you downloaded the game you wanted, the pirate, mm-hmm. uh, you probably could have just went out and bought the game. Right. You know? Yeah. Saved you time, especially if your time was valuable. Of course, the flip side is if the game is not available for you buy nearby, you know, that's, that's your only option. Of course, you could always mail order. There's no way to excuse the fact
0: that you're stealing <laughs> the game, you know? um, So, game. Uh, and he said that on the Elite BBS, it had a ratio of 1 to 2. Yeah, So uh, that's pretty good. You download
1: twice as much as you upload. That's unusual. It's it usually, I mean, a lot of the places were one to one. Sometimes they were even made you, and some people were, you know, Flack talked about this. He ran a BBS on the C64. A lot of of the really, really tight boards, real hot boards, uh, you either A, had to pay, mm-hmm. or B, you had to upload stuff that specific things that they wanted. Right. Because they, didn't, they weren't there just to give out software. I mean, they wanted to stock up their yeah. library. And it's the same thing. The same thing continues
0: today with torrent sites, I think. Uh, I remember when I lived in Korea, uh, I used to really want to watch football, and you know football's not on in Korea, so yeah. I go to a torrent site, and I had to like I messed up and I didn't do the upload the way I should have, yeah,
1: and boy they punished me. I had to pay to get back onto that thing. I'm still in a few, and you've got to keep the ratio up, mm-hmm. or you know, or pay. Yeah, you're right, but it's it's sort of similar, but it's a lot easier on torrents. You just leave the torrent run. Yeah, yeah. On a P, I mean if you've got if you want the game that you want desperately that's on that board. You better come up with something you know my favorite thing to do was you know sorry mom but you get you, what you do is you stockpile a bunch of porn because most places would take porn no questions asked <laughs> you could beef up your ratio enough to where you could download whatever mm. you want like, yeah i know i'm a scumbag <laughs> uh so uh and he said that they
0: still he still gets together with the same group of friends and um and uh and but now they well actually i guess this was later they said that um later on they used to have demo parties where they would compete with quick and dirty 68k assembler code Ooh, that sounds like these guys were <laughs> not your normal um pirates they you know they, they had some skill
1: wouldn't that be fun to have that kind of jack yeah because those demo parties I, you know i've seen videos of, and of course you've seen the demos that come out of these things so fun, yeah. so much fun. To have that. And even if I had just programming abilities, I don't have the musical abilities or the abilities to think of a very clever demo. Right, right. You know, I could program my name or maybe something flash on the screen, but no one's going to care about that. Yeah. So thanks, Carl. Thanks for writing in yeah. with your memories. It's good to know that fests were around in Sweden too. It's good to know that there's a Swedish guy like me that was a dirty, rotten, f- filthy, stinking pirate.
0: <laughs> so, uh, what
1: news do you have this week for the Amiga, Aaron? Well. You know, the story that just won't die, Boat, and I just keep dredging it up because I love it. They are apparently have now shipped *Defender of the Crown* extended collector's cut. Uh, there's a
0: spin's putting the he's putting the stickers on them. He's putting the stamps on the envelopes. He's shoving Sven them out the door. Is
1: getting it done mm-hmm. now. We 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 kid because we love. Yeah, uh, spins a good guy. And I'm sure this is mostly a one-man band uh, doing this gig over there. And, of course, anyone that's followed any sort of project that has only a few people doing it, you've got, you run into all kinds of crap. Especially if you're having stuff manufactured, you're having stuff shipped overseas, uh, you have uh, to deal with uh, people taking their time on manufacturing, it's a pain. So, uh, uh, I can understand him running into a bunch of hurdles. That much said um he's got big nice pictures of it up it looks nice um and the key thing is and this is why we're bringing it up again uh there's only like there's less than like 90 of these left. i think there maybe might have been 91 when i looked into the story uh there's it was a little bit around 500 and he's shipping them and 400 plus are gone so if you're going to jump in and, and get you one of these, you better get while the getting's good because they're not gonna be around there much longer. There's no possible way these aren't gonna sell out. I wouldn't be surprised if they sell out before the weekend's over, if yeah. you want the truth. So, hey, if you're if you're into Defending the Crown and you want the whole enchilada, which it comes with, you know, there's Amiga, PC, Mac, discs, extra goodies, you know, pictures, everything. It's got everything in it. Uh, you know, check it out, we'll link it up. Go over and have a look at it. Pick it up. It should be good, I think. Don't you? Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I always like to mention this stuff, especially after the last one. They have uh, scheduled the next Amiga Ireland Meetup 2017. It's going to be January 21st at the Prince of Wales Hotel, Athlone. Same place it was last yeah, time. Yeah, I believe so. Mm-hmm. Um, 14 what was that 14 pounds per? Is that euros? 14 euros mm-hmm. a person. And uh, of course, uh, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be awesome. I heard the last one was good. I saw a video from it. It looked great. You know, speaking of Ireland,
0: have you seen the new Lucky Charms commercials?
1: Oh, vote. They're that's not a nice, They're not gonna. That's not gonna go over well. They don't even know what Lucky Charms is in Ireland. I bet they do. I bet they do. Somebody write us in if you know what Lucky Charms is. It's a, it's a uh, leprechaun based breakfast cereal in the United States. So, have you seen the new Lucky Charms I don't think so. They're
0: terrible. The guy does not have a Brit or a, <laughs> an Irish accent. Oh, but it's straight too. <laughs> and it looks like like a Adventure Time ripoff. It's terrible. The Lucky Charms leprechaun needs to have an Irish accent, and he needs to look like he walked off the set of Darby O'Gill and the Little People. Here, there's a movie
1: called The Great White. Hype. Hype. Have you seen that movie? No. The guys they of course it's a boxing they, film it right? is but the guy comes out and uh uh he's and of course this movie is about a, a, a white boxer trying to they're trying to capitalize on him being white and i like, think it's in boston against a black world champion <clears throat> and the guy's a, a stinky boxer but they hype him up and the one thing i remember from it is that since he's irish he's led to the ring by these little people and Leprechaun outfits, and they're throwing Lucky Charms to the crowd. <laughs> you know, just every every horrible stereotype oh you my can gosh. think of. Yeah, is it a it's got to be a comedy, it is. right? I think Keenan Ivory Wayans plays the b- other boxer. <laughs> he's he's gotten real out of shape. And he it's not a good movie. I don't know why it comes to mind, but that's. The first thing what I've, you think of? Yeah. Um, moving on, um, this new uh, release of Win UAE. Uh, once again, I've heard it's uh, top shelf. I've not. Uh, Looked into it yet? I, AKA haven't installed it, but uh, I have blind faith in the WinUAE team at this point. They always do a good job uh, cranking those things up. That's pretty much all I've got. Uh, there's there's a little bit of vampire news, but I'm not I haven't looked into it enough to share it. There's a few, and of course, there's a few uh, Amiga like y like games that are in, that are in prep. They're not out yet. I usually don't cover that stuff until they come out. So. I'm going to keep an eye on them, but uh, I'd say the summer's coming to an end, and we're going to start getting a lot more news mm-hmm. uh, with the with the fall months coming up, because that's when they usually start cranking it up. So right. I'm looking forward to it, but uh, yeah, not a not a huge news month, but yeah, a few things. But get that defender the crown if you're into that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, we may uh, we may be able to,
0: hello to uh, <laughs> sorry you just game Uh we may be able to afford that with some of that Patreon money. I'm oh, yeah, we're going to get, we're in get in a and review and then, copy. And then possibly do some sort of a big giveaway. Where oh, give wouldn't that be nice? Of, that, of course, you get the to pry
1: that from my, my undead hands. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I can see that. Now, if they do a uh, if they do another Wings or a, uh, a Rocket Ranger, you're, you're on your own. <laughs> get, get keep you're you're going to keep it. <laughs> yes, yes. Defender the, um, the Crown, I respect the game. I like what it did. It's not... It's not my favorite personal cinemaware game. Right, right. But it
0: was the first. It was the it, it was the big deal, yeah, absolutely. It sold a lot of amigas. Um side updates this week. Uh Dreamcatcher has posted uh it's called Amiga Scour issue four. This <laughs> that is was that was great. His ongoing series of kind of Dipping into the past, interesting, weird, and wonderful things that uh, appeared in Amiga magazines
1: back in the day. He finds this. I mean, some of the stuff that's on that I, I, that article has got a bunch of crazy stuff in it. You know, yeah, it's amazing. You look at that old arcade, the, the, the arcade machine with the big CRT monitor. You in know, it. I, I was thinking, wow, if I was uh, I could see that, I would want that. Yeah, that, it was a good. It was a good price. Three hundred pounds,
0: not bad. That's not
1: bad. You know, of course, I guess it looks like you had to your own monitor. Yeah. And uh, But still,
0: I mean, uh, and I guess it never actually really came out, but. No, I,
1: apparently it did come oh, out. Oh really, okay, maybe I, I misread think, that. I think you said that some people actually had it. Mm-hmm. So uh, uh, I guess they didn't sell too many. And uh, talking about football, as we were on the uh, the
0: pre-show, the Commodore sponsored uh, different football teams. That and, was funny. Uh, yeah. And they yeah. stepped them for money. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> that was that was Commodore, all right. Yeah. No doubt about that. Uh, so we thank Dreamcatcher for, for writing yet another uh, entertaining article for the site. Check that out at amigospodcast.com. Yeah. It's um, great. And uh, that's about it. I think it's time to roll on into Alien Breed. All right, man. Let's do it. So
1: uh, what can you tell me about oh, Alien Breed? Well, Alien Breed. Uh, released in '91, the original game, uh, it shipped on three discs and had two players simultaneous play, which that's the way to go, right? We 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 now we've done it a couple of times. Team Seventeen, uh, should we go down and run down some of the their we should. stuff? This might be somebody's first Amigos episode. Oh and they yeah, don't know anything about well, Amiga? If you don't know who Team Seventeen is, you need to uh, brush up. You know, Project X. Super Frog, Worms, this uh, the whole run of the uh, alien breed stuff. Uh, I believe Body Blows was there yep. as well, yep, the Body Blows right. series. Uh, so <clears throat> they had a few hits, and they're still around today. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're beating Worms down like a dog.
0: <laughs> <laughs> a new Worms just came out <laughs> just like a month ago on the PC. Really? Yeah. Please yeah. tell
1: me it's not in 3D. No, it's a,
0: it's but it's got a it's got an interesting look. It's kind of got a hand drawn look. That is hard to explain, but uh, check it
1: out on Steam. It it looks interesting. You know, a sidebar here is since we're talking about three D worms, which I, and God knows they've tried. I've never gotten into one single version of mm-hmm. it. Uh, but I was watching uh, Kim Justice, <clears throat> her, uh, her retrospective one's diagnosis. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've done. I, I literally watched that yesterday. I've watched about a, 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 the first third of it because mm-hmm. it's about like an over an it's hour. hour. It's like a 15, movie. Yeah. And, uh, but I had totally forgotten about the three dimensional lemmings. Yeah. And I was watching that being played and thinking to myself, this is impossible. Mm-hmm. There is no, and it reminded me of worms. And it looked less, it looked more impossible than 3D worms. I mean, sure, it because, utterly impossible. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's crazy. <clears throat> this new worms is interesting because there's vehicles in it. So you can actually jump into a, a vehicle and fire a special weapon. Really? You can navigate. To What's it, it called? Do you know? Uh, I can't remember. I can't remember what the name of the
1: game is called, but it's
0: Worm something. It makes me happy that <laughs> it,
1: that a company that put out the quality games that they did is still around. It's so it's many, one of the few for you know, sure. So many good companies, including Psygnosis, mm-hmm. uh, a fine company. Mm-hmm. You know, really uh, Team 17, is probably your two. Would you say they're the two greatest Amiga? You know uh, uh yeah you know uh i would i would say that yeah, cinemaware is up there and cinemaware you know and cinemaware i guess is sort of still around in kind some of, capacity yeah. you know yeah. at least their prop well i mean all these like dma design they're still around you know and, but it's, But anyway it. i i, I think that's kind of neat um the game was uh uh the kind of the baby and it was all of oh, the guy that did the graphics his name was rico holmes uh rico did um. A lot, of, a lot of stuff. Body blows, Galaxy, Project X, Super Frog, Worms. And you notice a lot of the guys that worked on this worked on almost, you know, a lot of the big hits for for uh, Team Seventeen. Uh, uh, Rico, I read an interview with him, and this was his baby. He uh, he came up with the concept. He came up with the alien design, which is he flat out said, "Hey, this is alien. The aliens from Aliens are aliens and that's what we've got mm-hmm. you know so they sort of skidded past the, <laughs> the trademark copyright monodes. issues yeah <laughs> and uh, he said uh, i read an interview with him he said he put they asked him it's like did you get did, did was there anything to cut it work that didn't make the game or they? he said everything he wanted was in this game he got everything he wanted in and uh, you can tell that uh they put this together uh they had they knew where they were going like i mean it, it's uh, uh it's an easy it's an easy out to just say hey look it's some kind of gauntlet thing but it's there's a lot more to it than that there's a lot of uh there's a lot more uh uh you know the stuff with the console and the computer console the stuff with you know, the with the various weapons uh the uh the uh um the way the aliens come out the bosses i mean there's a lot of good stuff in there and uh, you could tell the guys i mean team 17 they were an awesome team and they they knew how to milk every little drop out of the amiga <clears throat> um this ran on the ECS and the OCS. Uh no problems there. Uh it has a couple sequels. Did you mention the musician already? The musician was the uh, was uh Incomparable uh, yeah, Alistair Brimble. Alistair Brimble, of course he's done so much stuff. Mm-hmm. Tons of Team Seventeen stuff. He'd worked for Codemasters, Microprose, <laughs> he would worked for Virgin. Uh, uh he did tons and tons and tons of music, so uh, yeah, I mean, I think he did almost. Did he do all of Team Seventeen? Almost all. I can't it, think of
0: any game that he didn't do the music for. You know,
1: for. Uh, uh, it's really it's the usual suspects. Your coders were uh, Peter uh, was Tulby and uh, Stefan Boberg. These, I mean, if you look, I'll, we've done several Team Seventeen uh, games. We did Body Blows, and we did Worms, mm-hmm. and we did Super Frog. It's just, I mean, dude, team, seven, team 17's a team. Yeah. <laughs> so that's all there is to it, and they they, they, they could crank it up. Um, anyway, th- there were sequels to this. Now, the one the version I looked at was just the straight up first version. The uh, one we played on the uh, pre show on the uh, live playthrough stream. live stream. Thank you, I'll get it right. <laughs> was Alien Breed Special Edition '92, which was a uh, kind of a tweet update that the real was released as a budget uh, title, and this was successful as hell. Uh, I think they said it stayed on top of the Amiga charts for 30 straight weeks, and I think it has the record uh, for that. Uh, I like the fact that there are Amiga charts yeah. that were that were mm-hmm. that were. I guess every magazine used the same charts. <laughs> I mean, I, that's neat. Mm-hmm. Now we need that unified mm-hmm. charts. I don't know yeah. if we've got those or not. You know, the budget. Obviously, and we don't. We've talked about a few games. A lot of these games came out in budget titles that was a much bigger deal there than it was here absolutely I mean, we, we didn't in in America
0: uh talking about the you know the American perspective we we didn't really get re-releases of games in a special packaging what they would do is they continue to print the <laughs> game like they always did and just decrease the price I,
1: you know the ones that think of that I remember thinking hey this is was PlayStation started doing that like Greatest hits or whatever thing. Those are the mm-hmm. ones I remember seeing. But that where they was, had a different package, right. you know. That was
0: after. I mean, they were the they were the first company I remember doing that. Now in Europe, of course, this had been on gone on all the way back to the Spectrum base. Yeah. But it seems like when I was buying like regular Nintendo games, that never happened. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, I mean, games uh, were just the game. You never got a re-release that had different packaging.
1: But you know. something else on consoles, I guess maybe you know we we came from a computer background with gaming, and I don't remember. Do uh, you remember any like Atari budget stuff or uh, like? Uh, no, uh, uh, and I don't remember any Coco budget stuff ever. I don't remember any of that stuff. No, and I don't know if it was just because, you know,
0: the. This, the software was on the shelves for such a short amount of time. I mean, with Coco, I mean, what, what was the shelf life of Coco software? Well,
1: it was, it, well, Coco software, the majority of it you would have to mail. Or, right. But, uh, because Radio Shack didn't c- take anything except mm-hmm. for what they were selling. We didn't really have a lot of computer retailers. And that could just
0: be because we grew up in yeah, West Virginia.
1: I yeah. listen to these podcasts and stuff. And they always talk about like they would go down to the local drugstore and mm-hmm. get games, they'd go down yeah. to the local bookstore or magazine yeah. guy. Like, that crap didn't happen here. You didn't go, you went to the computer store and then, or, or a game store specifically, mm-hmm. which there weren't, early on, there was Babbage's, there was... Uh, software, et cetera. Soft, yeah, there was a few of them, but like software, et cetera, even, or like Walden software. Mm-hmm. But even those weren't just games. They were yeah. like a bunch of different software instead, but mm-hmm. they would have some games and some other stuff. But yeah, budget titles, That's a, that was a whole area of... That we never got to have. And boy, wouldn't that have been nice. Oh, yeah,
0: you read about all these games that were sold for like two ninety nine. Yeah, like mm-hmm. I
1: always hear, I like, was at Mastertronic uh, mm-hmm. uh, mentioned in there, and uh, they released some pretty good stuff. Yeah, you know? yeah. Uh, and of course, there's probably a lot of dogs. And also, right. when software is out for a year or two, it should be always yeah. as a budget yeah. title. In these days, you know, we we live in a golden era with Steam because stuff goes <laughs> on sale all the yeah. time
0: on Steam, and it's great.
1: Yeah, and Steam is a uh, uh, is that's one of the that's really the main thing that I like about it. You can get a bunch of games, especially if you if you're not in a hurry. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big PC gamer, but when stuff comes up like that uh like that cinemaware right. pack yeah a dollar or whatever or the you know or the wings that was out that mm-hmm. you know you gotta jump on them. right so anyway yeah i just thought that was interesting the budget thing mm-hmm. but uh um like i said this has several sequels it has alien breed uh like i said special edition which we covered alien breed 2 the horror continues which is pitched at the end of this game mm-hmm. i don't know if you watch the very end of it no uh, uh, did you
0: find a, a playthrough on this?
1: I did. I watched because I, God knows, I couldn't get there. Mm-hmm. Um, there's Alien Breed Tower Assault, uh, which I have played that. Um, then there's uh, there's Alien Breed like a 3D one, right? Which I, I, is it called? Alien Breed 3D? I think it's just called Alien Breed 3D. Uh, uh, which I have not tried that one, but mm-hmm. I think we're talking about putting something together with the with the 3D games. Mm-hmm. So we may get on that road. Um, I think this thing was also, you know, I was looking at the publishers for this. I think this may have been uh, budget released by MicroLeague. Really? It was listed as one of the publishers. I huh. thought that was interesting. Yeah. Uh, and we thought we covered them. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and the infamous Micro League <laughs> WWE wrestling game that was the, probably our, our least watched. That absolutely is. <laughs> so Sorry, everybody. No one's into that. Of course, we started our pre-show this week. We're talking about wrestling. So there you go. Um, this was released on some other platforms, which I was surprised. Um, Amiga and Amiga CD32, and it was a a release on the CD32, I think they said it was, it was a combo disc with Quack, which we Mm -hmm. haven't talked about before, but it's just another Team17 game. Uh, it was a DOS port. I can't, I can believe that. This is uh, that era. Uh, then, But it's been recently released on and on the Android iOS platform. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was released on PlayStation 3, PlayStation Vita, and PlayStation Mobile. And I think that's a uh, like a combo pack of mm-hmm. the games. Mm-hmm. Well, I
0: got on Steam as part of a Humble Bundle or something. I have every single Alien Breed game on Steam. Do you? Yeah. yeah. I-, I think they have an enhanced version. Mm-hmm. Is that the one that you got? I've got them all. I've
1: got every single one. It was just part of that <laughs> deal. So. I see. Um, like I said, to to summarize the game, if you've not played it, uh, you are you play one or two uh, like basically space uh, policemen or space warriors who have uh, have landed on this space station that is uh, that is full of aliens. When I say aliens, I mean the H. D. Geiger esque. Aliens from aliens. <laughs> yes, there is no, yeah, no doubt about it. They made no attempt to make them look different. No. Uh, mm-hmm. In fact, in the interview, the, the guy freely admits, yeah, I hoard them. Uh, like I said, the uh, uh, the game is uh, very gauntlety. As you, it's a straight down top down shooter. Top down shooter. Uh, you go through. There are keys to go through doors. There are uh, there are. You pick up money. You pick up ammo. You pick up different weaponry you pick up first aid kits and you uh try to get through the each level complete the level some levels have bosses and then you move to the little teleporter the lift pad whatever it's called and you move to the next level uh you can switch uh you can have the ability to switch between weapons i think the favorite weapon that i saw was the uh bouncing sort of like almost like boomerang uh shooter Mm -hmm. because for the obvious reasons it bounces like there's lasers just in a machine gun. They have several different weapons. Uh, the the con the computer console is interesting. It's sort of like a combination of store uh, uh, and uh, information. Uh, you can you can pick up as we did in the uh, in the stream. You can pick up more keys when you have <laughs> stupidly wasted all yours. You just a map you can access. It's very clever actually. That's mm-hmm. an interesting addition. The console is really
0: what makes the game different. Yeah. Really- uh, otherwise, it would be a lot like. I think that this game i don't know do you think this game is superior to chaos engine
1: <laughs> i i i enjoyed this one probably more
0: i think so too and you it, and i that, don't know why it doesn't seem like you should it seems like chaos engine should be a better game i think it's faster but yeah it's faster
1: for sure uh, it's it's familiar
0: mm-hmm. like
1: gauntlet i mean i i keep throwing gauntlet out but it's gauntlet there's no yeah. doubt about it mm-hmm. uh the uh I like the console. I think that's neat. I like the, like I said, the I like the, uh, I just like the the weapons that are in it. It's an it's it just feels. Now there are some things I don't like about it. It feels uh, constrained. I mean, there's there uh, there it, it feels tight with two players. A lot of times you have to kind of I mm-hmm. mean, in, in a real space other. station. Who's going to build a, a hallway where you can't fit <laughs> two too, people down? Yeah, in, you know, it's more like a submarine than a space right, station. Right, right. Uh, but uh, the uh, it's still. I think it, it's probably because it runs a little. It runs a little quicker. Mm-hmm. Now I watched, It's funny. I read. Uh, on, I think it was on a Wiki that this game eventually. I guess this is after it was released. Uh, they released an intro disc for it. Did you read about this? No. And the intro disc, it didn't come with it originally. Uh, so I don't know where you would have gotten it. Mm-hmm. And, but you uh, uh, you put it in, and what it does is it uh, it has a little kind of semi-animated intro that sort of tells the story that's in the manual about you coming back from uh, outer space and you're heading to your home base and, and you go in here and this thing's infected it's got sort of like uh it's kind of like the beginning of civilization like sort of animated yeah 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 uh but i mean it's neat and i, I guess it was i don't think they made you paid for it mm-hmm. but i know the uh from what i read is basically you would put it in it would run through this animation which i like said somebody put it on youtube is where i watch it and then, cause mine didn't have it. I, yeah. I, I, yeah. When I put it in, of course, I maybe I just didn't put the disc in. You know, I I don't think I don't know. You know, but uh, uh, once you finish the intro, it it will say insert disc one, and then you put the disc in, and when you insert disc one, it's just like you're booting the game, you know, effectively. So it's sort of like having a disc zero. Mm-hmm. Uh, Like we said, Alien Breed uh, Specialist 92 was expanded. Uh, it did real well, uh, and uh, they made a ton of money off of it. Uh, the uh, pretty much everyone loved this that one more than the original. You know, I don't know if there were, I didn't read of a bunch of like uh, flaws or bugs in the first, but maybe they just did some gameplay. Yeah, or, I think was, that was what it is, or whatever. Um, you know, I, I read a couple of interviews with uh, Rico, the guy that actually came up with the game, and it was interesting. He said they asked him what he used. This is in, what influenced him. You know, what he used to? Uh, uh, come up with a concept and the two games he listed, which I think are for the Spectrum, not I've seen sure there's one called Laser Squad, and then the other one, Paradroid. Now Paradroid I've heard of. Mm-hmm. I think i played played, I'm pretty, and those are, that's a Spectrum game, is it, Paradroid? I don't know, I have I, think, heard I think it is, I've played it, um, <clears throat> and uh, they said that, uh, something else I read is the, uh, the teams, the the games, when they make them, someone asked how long take them to make them, it was like six to nine months. That's sort that's a pretty that's a pretty fast t- turnaround, turnaround yeah you know um the uh, uh, the game made enough money to where these guys were were I mean it was almost like their one of their flagship games until. Now, from what I read, their number one game, the number one game, team, this is going to be a stunning revelation. <laughs> the number one most played, most popular, biggest money making game for Team 17 was Worms. I thought it was Body Blows. You've yeah. blown my mind. Now, if you remember, just as a side, sidebar to that, I remember when we did the Worms on the show. I like the story. I like the fact that some guy just made Worms and then just brought it to a trade show and was like, hey, will you, will you make this? And someone was like, we don't want it, but they might. Can you imagine that guy? Oh, yeah. Talk about kicking It's like yourself. the guy that
0: turned down the Beatles, you know?
1: Oh, my gosh. It's amazing. I mean, it's unbelievable. Um, it's funny reading an interview with with the fellas over at Team 17. They said the saddest day was when they found out that they could no longer make Amiga games mm. because that was their baby. Is well, that- they
0: had the last uh, – Team 17 produced the last commercially available game. Um, Amiga game. Did you know that? What was the last one? Worm name? Special Edition in 1997. 97, eh? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um,
1: the, Thank you, Kim Justice. I learned that from your video. Yes, everyone watch Kim. <laughs> um, I saw. Another, I found another interview with uh, Martin Brown, another fellow that works there at Team 17, worked on the game. Um, they said that, uh, they asked him, and this is just, uh, I found this interesting, so I thought I'd throw it in. The least successful Team 17 game, according to him, uh, the, the most, like I said, was worms. The least successful, they had a game called Assassin. Mm. Oh, I played Assassin you played? on an Amigos Plays video. Did you? No, it's it was, awful. What? What's the problem with it? Uh, it's a science. It's like Lionheart. <laughs> By the way, Kim Justice like Lionheart a lot I know more you like it. But uh, so I would. So, and, and you love you love Kim. Therefore, <laughs> you must change your tune on Lionheart.
0: Never. Uh, it's a side-scrolling platformer that's very difficult, but, uh it's very hard to control your hero and his movement and weapon. Now, Assassin 2 is much better.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, something else they mentioned. They asked uh, what what game was the hardest to do. The program. Mm-hmm. The answer makes sense. Super Frog. Which makes that... That would be... that. And I think it sort of shows mm-hmm. in that one. Mm-hmm. They just quite... They had the mechanics sorted down, but they mm-hmm. couldn't quite get the game... Couldn't tighten up the, le- the graphics yeah, on level 7. Yeah, couldn't quite get it ironed out. Um, this game reviewed well. Stunning, All right, uh, Looking over the list here, it looks like it ranked anywhere from the... the Kind of like the low 90s to the upper 70s. So, you know... Overall, positive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a... Uh, uh, you know... I, I, It holds up quite well. Uh, Like I said, we just played it. I've played it pretty much this week. I wish I didn't stink at this game because I like it. It's one of those games you have to get better at. And the biggest problem I've got is I've got a horrible memory and I can't find my way around Jack Squat. And so that always takes me time. I always waste keys. I almost always run out of ammo, which is a a common complaint to people that don't like this game or, or... like it's sequels better, which I've heard the second one is really good, uh, uh, but uh, I, as you, just like I did in our game, I lose, I, I have a habit, I just I right. shoot everything. And, right. um, something else this game is known for, and we, we mentioned this a couple weeks ago when we talked about an article that uh, uh, Dreamcatcher put up, is that this has tons and tons and tons of uh, cheat codes that you enter on the terminals, and they're all dirty. <laughs> I mean, these are some of them are quite filthy. Uh, to, uh, uh, for example, there's a there's a code to reverse your joystick controls. I don't know why you'd want to do that. Maybe I don't know. Maybe you're a lefty. I don't know. Oh well, yeah, I mean, because well, no, that doesn't make that sense. So, but anyway, they did it, and the code you type in is pissed as a fart. Of that course, juvenile <laughs> stupidity at its finest, and they freely admit that these guys are you know raunchy young men at the time who were probably, I, I know uh, most of the original crew from Team 17 was gone, but I think it was like about 2008. I think the original crew was like 30 guys, something mm-hmm. like that, and now I'd say almost all of them are gone, I, mean, uh, you know, I wouldn't know exactly, I know there's probably more, no more than one or two left. So, but most of these guys in 91 were young men, and yeah. so young men do a lot of stupid, crazy stuff. Now we Dreamcatcher put the thing up that said they would put these out there so magazines would not publish them. Huh? Mm-hmm. We know that didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> because they published tons of these things. <laughs> um, so pretty much, that is the long and short of it. I did. I did have a quick look on eBay. You want to guess what these are going for in the USA? Just a, a box copy. If if
0: if I was if I was thinking about, I would think that. They would possibly be a little bit higher
1: than normal just because of the alien aesthetic. Well, like that. In the United States, there were exactly zero copies for sale. None. So I assume this got a US release. Sure, it had to have. We never know. We never know about these things. We never know. I mean, uh, I don't know. But I mean, there were none available, and that sometimes makes me wonder. Uh, in the UK you know, and over there uh, they did have some but this is not cheap game uh, the discs only were going for around 23 bucks us shipped it's pretty expensive for just the discs mm-hmm. um, boxed you're looking at 30 to 40 bucks US dollars shipped um, it's gone cheaper in the past but for right now it's it's up That's what people are asking so if you're looking to pick this up, uh, you, now, and I will say the, the other games are more are more available, widely available mm. uh, than that one. It's uh it's it's probably the rarest of the bunch. In fact, even the special edition is is more uh, uh, available. Uh, did you read? There's one last, and this is kind of a wacky tidbit. Did you read about the anti piracy messages baked no. into this? No. Um, I love when they do this. I love it, but I feel like crap when I read these. Uh, and this one, uh, uh, people speculate that, well, on one of these, there's this actually has two. and The first one is uh, by the game creator, Stefan Boberg. We mentioned him. He was the coder. And he wrote, I'm not going to read this whole text. It's incredibly long. You can see right I'm here. I'm looking at your notes right there. It's this long paragraph right here. Uh, but basically he says, stop it now, okay? You will gain nothing from breaking this protection. but I guess you're too mm, something or another ignorant narrow minded or maybe too stupid to understand that he goes on to just kill pirates Uh, the uh, um, funny thing is at the bottom of this uh, he freely admits that he was a a cracker at one point but he realized it was futile and stupid and he stopped doing it and so don't crack he says (laughs) he literally says so don't crack in in all caps this was baked in now that's not the only thing in there uh you there's another one in here that's probably also from him where he goes on to pretty much you know it's the same sort of thing he rails against uh, piracy and copy uh people that are breaking their protection he also vows he says you'll see a lot of my protection like I'm the man (laughs) you know he brags about his protection scheme which I thought was great Uh, It didn't work because I know I had a copy of this. (laughs) Uh, So uh, uh, maybe he should have used the same protection they used on the. uh, Robocop 3, the Pirate Dongle? No, no, on Hound the Shadow. The, the protection that couldn't be beaten by us, which that didn't make that didn't we didn't get that oh, out. there. Yeah. what was that? What we, game we, were we playing? We were playing Hound, the Sh- Hound, Hound the Shadow. Hound out- uh, Shadow. <laughs> la- if you listen to last week's show, I don't know how that show did. I forgot to ask you how how, how many people. It did it great. Up. I didn't look at it either. Really? Well, yeah, it's, it's awesome. Millions. Um, we usually do a, a our, our amigos play stream live stream, and we and we were going to beat the game. That was our goal. We're going to beat this text adventure. Because people want to see that. They want to watch two nerds play a text adventure for two to three hours. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, it took us forever to get going, but finally we're going. We're making some progress. We're rocking and rolling. We had the actual manual, thanks to O'Brien's. Uh, we had the actual physical game in our hands. And Boat said, okay, here's the copy protection. Look it up. I said, here's the number. Boat, type it in. He typed it in. He goes, it says that's not it. I was like, try this number. He typed it in again. And after we'd played it for a 40 or so. That game when you type in the number wrong twice, it just boots back out to the desktop. Yep. That was it. Yeah. So that, and we had the manual. So when you can't beat the competition with the manual, <laughs> that's what I call successful. It is. So, but uh, what did you think of Alien Breed, Boat? I mean, I, obviously you're into it. It's one of your, how, where do you place it in the pantheon of big, mega mega games we've covered? I like it. Um, I think it's it's a
0: it's a neat concept. Running around top down on a space station. It's a it's a great. A setting for that, um, I like the the different weapons. I like the the things that you pick up. I think the consoles a neat thing that put the store in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, but the game suffers from not having enough variety in the enemies that you run up against. The game also suffers from not uh, from it suffers from punishing you for exploring the space station, basically, because you can get in a situation where you run out of ammo and you're screwed because you use the keys to open the door that gave you money and not ammo. And so I if I would have been if I would have designed the game, I would have allowed always allowed some way for the player to replenish their ammunition. Because if if not, if you don't have ammo you're gonna die. Well you've There's, always got the consoles. That's true. I guess that, that that's so you, true. If you've you, got enough money, you get you the can, money. You yeah. buy them. Okay, I take that back. Then that, that's well, fair.
1: that's but fair. But I mean, you you still your argument's valid. Yeah. Obviously, and we got to a point where we were really screwed. Mm-hmm. Now it makes you think there's a puzzle element to it at mm-hmm. that point. Mm-hmm. But there's also an annoyance element because you're going back. to oh, We went through this first maze twenty times. Right,
0: and that's another thing. Just like all of these Amiga games that we play week in and week out. I don't think that we're that inept when it comes to playing video games. We couldn't get off the first level. We are inept. We are kind of we're inept. not good.
1: And but, I and I practice and I'm still not good. Yeah. I blame the gamepad.
0: And so um, you know, I feel like they should have made the first level a little bit shorter to give you some sense of accomplishment. And they could have killed you the second level, that's fine. But we walked around forever there. I don't really I don't even think we were close
1: to getting off that first level. I'll use my favorite phrase. To be fair, back in the day, they made games a lot harder. Well, we know we play them every week, and we we are horrible. Yeah, at all of them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's amazing that we review games. <laughs> we, what, we should, is there a meek version of tic tac toe or something? <laughs> We're not good, but uh, um, overall, it's fun. Mm-hmm. It's a it's again multiplayer. It's a Amiga. great multiplayer game. When for you've sure. got multiplayer mega games, that, I mean, almost. I think we liked almost every multiplayer game mm-hmm. that wasn't North or South that we played. Yeah, yeah. You know, so. Uh, Thumbs up, you know, th- again, another thumbs up. I'm looking forward to maybe dipping our toe in the pool again. One thing that on. you said
0: that, I, that really resonated with me is just how fast the game plays. Yeah. It's amazing how fast they push those sprites. You've got tons and tons of enemies coming at you. You're moving around. You're firing your gun. Everything's moving very quickly, and it looks
1: great. You could tell that the, the, the Team 17 guys were at the top of their game. Mm-hmm. They were honing their skills mm-hmm. uh, on, the, on this game, and... The Amiga, you know, when the Amiga's at its best, um, its graphics and gameplay can stand up against almost anything from that era. Yeah, I mean, really, uh, the, I, there was a lot of untapped potential that only a few of the big, very skilled programming houses could pull off.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, and of course, you're, this is one of them that right. could do it, and they could do it over and over again. Psygnosis mm-hmm. uh, could do it, and the people, of course, they were mostly a publisher, but that... They knew they were had an eye for talent. Those guys could do it. They were you know, code masters had some good stuff. You know, there were there were some there were there were uh, a certain there were certain houses that could exploit the Amiga, and in certain places that just sort of threw something out there. You know, the Amiga in some ways is a it, it's definitely a product of its of its era when you've got you've got good stuff, you've got some okay stuff that somebody gave it a good hearty try, and you've got. Crappy license stuff. Really and lazy got, ports. For yeah. System. You know, and and uh, the C64 is the same way. Mm-hmm. You know, the Atari's the same. You know, Atari actually is a little bit different. the The Atari computer, but uh, I mean, I guess the NES is another one. I mean, even a console, a console. So there's a lot of shovely crap. Mm-hmm. You know. And yeah, maybe no. maybe the budget stuff. But maybe some of that stuff was budget stuff. We never knew it. That's that stuff must be in an American, and and it just you just randomly get these games. And you don't know what it is. You don't realize that some of this that they would probably sell for three bucks at the drugstore. Mm-hmm. You're just like, man, this is what is this? This is garbage. bud. Right. Well, you know, right. we didn't know that. So, you know? Yeah. So, but boy, if you pick this up on a budget, what a deal. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, um, <clears throat> I'd like to go ahead and thank our sponsors
0: uh, Paul Harrington, Lauren Rue, Loggins, Jonas Rouleau, Kilborn Barman, Tapes from the Crypt, Adam Bradley, Chris Foles, Will Williams, Daniel Bingston, O'Brien's Retro and Vintage. That's my Lucky Charms guy voice. Is that it? Chad Halstead and Brent Dowdy. Um, if you'd like to sponsor our show, check us out over at patreon.com slash amigos podcast. Did I have our new
1: friend involved in that?
0: No. Our new friend is not at the level
1: that it takes to I get see. Listed. Wow, man. You got to be in the elite. You got to be <laughs> a real <laughs> Paul Harry. <laughs> You're still our you friends. Listen. You're all our good friends.
0: Next week, Aaron. Do you want a drink? Do you want a party? <laughs> what else? It's football season.
1: Oh, is it time? It's to, time to, to review another fo- football game.
0: Oh no, <laughs> we're going to do brutal sports football.
1: Okay, this, this one I, I, I am the proud owner of this game, and I have never spun it up in the CD in thirty-two. <laughs> so, so yeah, that'll be that'll be great. i look I've heard good things about it. It'll so. be a good one. It'll be a good one. Well, till then, adios. adios.